Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Adam Proper, and this is the Chiropractic Warrior. And I'm the Chiropractic Warrior. I am advocating for your right to raise your children and your family naturally, despite the movement and the environment to do otherwise. So today I want to talk to you and dedicate this podcast to my chiropractic patients and all chiropractic patients uh, around the world. And we're going to talk about some interesting things in chiropractic. And, you know, science can be really sexy. And uh, if you want to know what I do on my off time, I'm, I'm doing a little research. I like to read and keep up with uh, the latest and, uh, and things that inspire me about being a chiropractor and basically things about uh, the body, the human body that are fascinating and I'm always looking at different tools in which to engage uh, healing with my patients. So this is really great. And I came across these three um, these three studies in chiropractic. And, you know, I, I, I figured I'd want to share them with you and I'll explain them to you. We won't get too technical, but it'll be a little fun and uh, give you an understanding of what chiropractic is in my mind. See. A little joke we have in chiropractic is, you know, you can be a chiropractic, principled chiropractic uh, practitioner who adheres to the art, science, and philosophy that the Palmers um, wrote about from 1895 until 1961, uh, talking about the fact that the body has an innate intelligence, that there's a life force uh, in the body that governs and controls and coordinates all functions via the nervous system. And chiropractors that are powerful healers, they're really philosophically oriented when it comes to healing. So, but the science behind it gives you a kind of inspiration. You know, we can talk about philosophy all we want, but yes, you know, dollars to donuts, you gotta be able to perform, right? So what is science? And today this, the word science is getting battered because we don't have a lot of science in our environment in terms of what I hear on, uh, on, the, on the networks. And frankly, there's very little science that I hear on the networks, uh, to be honest with you, but I'll editorialize that a little later. But the fact of the matter is science is really what uh, proves a philosophy. If we're looking at the body from a life force point of view and how, how it's integrated, then we should know something about the science and how we can make that integration or interface with that integration on a regular basis. In other words, you know, you have a hypothesis and you want to be able to kind of perform, um, prove that hypothesis. And frankly, I've been practicing chiropractic for quite a few years. And I go in there trying to disprove it every day, but it, unfortunately, or fortunately, every time I try to disprove it, it proves me wrong. And I'm clinically proving chiropractic works every day. So it's really a lot of fun. But the science behind it really turns me on because uh, it gives me a lot more power to really uh, be there for my patients because, you know, certainty is a real important thing in in our profession. You know, when I walk into the office, I want to be certain that I'm not missing something, but I also want to be certain that what I'm doing is true. And it's good to know that it is. So I'm going to share with you a couple of uh, articles. Um, 
in, in peer-reviewed journals that are talking about chiropractic and I'll define a few terms before I do that. So the first term is obviously, I'm going to define the term subluxation and what is a subluxation? So if you're new to chiropractic, uh, this is a key factor and key point you need to know. A subluxation is a misaligned vertebra that's causing interference in the expression of an impulse on a nerve, what we call a mental impulse on a nerve. And that results in something called dis-ease. And we use the word dis-ease, D-I-S hyphen E-A-S-E, dis-ease, to denote the fact that it's a loss of homeostasis, loss of balance, loss of function, malfunction, okay? So subluxation is what chiropractors uh, basically diagnose and, um, if you will, treat. The second word that you should know is the word adjustment. And what's the word adjustment mean? It's not a manipulation. A manipulation is a general term whereby joints are mashed and 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 uh, scrambled. But a, an adjustment is a precise um, movement that is to reduce the subluxation. Okay, so when chiropractors talk about adjustment, they're not just mashing bones. We're talking about moving a bone that is to reduce the subluxation. So the subluxation is the key. And finally, there's um, a technology we use in the office called the heart rate variability. And the heart rate variability is a basically a test we use where we can actually measure heart rate skin temperature and skin moisture it's almost like a stress test but we're looking at the body's autonomic nervous system and the autonomic nervous system is a part of the nervous system that governs digestion sleep uh, heart rates sweating uh, bowel movement etc so it's the involuntary if you will uh, unconscious nervous system it's regulating your body we talk about upregulation, down regulation so if you go into a cold room you shiver if you go into a hot room, you sweat. So the body's regulating in the environment, okay? So that's what the autonomic nervous system does in a nutshell. So it's very interesting. So we're gonna talk about this first study and we're gonna talk about brain, the brain. Um, and when it comes to the brain, you know, there's been a lot of research in the brain. Um, you know, that's where we live and that's where chiropractic originates, the brain, the brain, the spinal cord, the nervous system. Um, and there was a uh, researcher, her name is Heidi Havoc, who did a study on chiropractic and the brain. And in her study, she showed that when we provide a chiropractic adjustment to the spine, we are actually altering brain function. And what we, what we are seeing are changes in what we call the somatosensory function of the nervous system, right? That's the, basically the sensory motor nervous system, all right? And when we adjust and you know and i'll translate it when we adjust your spine we're actually changing your brain now reading from an article in the 2006 issue of the journal of neuroplasticity and i'll read the title because it's a bit complicated and the title of this article was manipulation of dysfunctional spinal joints subluxations affects sensory motor integration and prefrontal cortex the brain source localization study. Now, let me break this down for you. What they did was take subluxated patients 
who were subclinical, meaning they had no pain. There was no clinical indicator that they were subluxated, uh, that they were perceived. And basically, um, the subluxation being the pressure on the nerve, the nerve can affect the organs and it can affect function, right? So what this means is that when they took these asymptomatic patients who didn't know they were subluxated, uh, or they took, the, they took a sample group of uh, two groups, and one group was adjusted and removed their subluxations, and the other group got what was called a sham adjustment or a non-adjustment. They were basically um, touched or, you know, there was no cracking or joint motion or anything like that, and they weren't touching the subluxation. So basically, one group actually got their subluxations corrected while the other group did not. Next, they filtered them with EEG caps. You know, those big caps with all the electrodes coming off. They use these in sleep studies. And they would wanted to measure the brainwave function and looked at the brain mapping recordings pre and post adjustment. Well, what do you think happened? Well, in the group that received the chiropractic adjustment, that removes subluxations, they actually saw changes in altered brain function. And the sham group did not receive a chiropractic adjustment. They saw no change. Now here is the really cool part. The part of the brain that, that they measured changes in what we call as a prefrontal cortex. So the part of the brain that was actually lit up after an adjustment is the prefrontal cortex. And what is a prefrontal cortex? The prefrontal cortex is where we have executive function. Executive function includes things like intelligence, personality, decision-making, emotional response. Aha, these are the things that make a person human. In fact, the prefrontal cortex is a part of the brain that enables us to experience the vast richness that we call life. The chiropractic adjustment changed brain function they changed neck and back pain too. Obviously, you're a patient here, you know that chiropractors help neck and back pain. And those are good things, right? But the fact is we are changing brain function in the area that allows us to experience a more rich life. Now that's what I call sexy science. So we are now talking about sex and science, right? Or sexy science. And I also wanted to mention this little joke that I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, chiropractors, they can be principal chiropractors where we're adhering to the principles laid down by the Palmers who are the founders and the, and the um, builders of our profession, right? Um, D.D. Palmer and B.J. Palmer's son, they were the first chiropractors and they took this profession into what it is today. And he did the research, but um, you know, there was always this uh, joke among chiropractors, you could be a principled chiropractor adhering to the phil philosophical tenets of our profession, or you could be a slip disc jockey, which means a musculoskeletal worker who basically treats uh, chiropractic as a pain 
back pain or neck pain modality. So I want to give you the bigger picture here because uh, that's not where chiropractic is at. And any good uh, chiropractor on this planet who is successful and who is helping change the lives of patients really doesn't have the slip disc jockey mentality in his or her pocket. They are principled chiropractors who understand the fact that we're not just changing spines, we're changing brain patterns. We're, we're helping people get through all sorts of conditions, although uh, as a profession, we're not clinically, quote unquote, treating uh, any condition other than the subluxation. But on the principle is, if we correct that subluxation and your body's intelligence can then do its job, the body can heal itself of any condition. And that's really what we've seen along the years in chiropractic. So it's a real important distinction because we're not uh, like medical doctors who are basically trained to look for a disease and uh, apply uh, medication or surgery to eliminate the, the condition. We want to get to the cause of the condition and we respect the body's innate intelligence to perform, all we do is move the bone off the nerve so that the brain and spinal cord can let this innate intelligence flow through the cells and tissues and create healing potential. And that's really uh, the bottom line of chiropractic. But the second study was also fascinating and I'm gonna give it to you. And again, I'll keep it simple. Um, so this study was done in uh, Japan and it appeared in a, um, a journal called the Alternative Therapies in Health and Medicine. And what it did was it, it measured cere uh, cere cerebral metabolic changes in a man who had chiropractic adjustments, who received chiropractic adjustments for neck and back pain. And, and now they, uh, they use positron emission um, tomography, which is a PET scan, all right? So you can see the brain light up in a PET scan. And they looked at the difference different regions of the brain when this man was adjusted. And the way the study was designed is that they had a control group that didn't get any adjustment like we did uh, the first group. And these people just were uh, lying down on the table and resting. And the other group actually got their subluxations reduced by an adjustment. And again, for those who are new to chiropractic, the word adjustment is the chiropractic term for specific spinal manipulation to remove the subluxation. So what do you think happened in this group? Well, of course, the group that got adjusted saw positive changes in cerebral metabolic glucose. Not just random changes, but positive changes. And in the group that rested, there were no significant changes at all. And now the magic in study was that the area that was affected was the prefrontal cortex, the anterior cingulate cortex, temporal cortex and the cerebellum. All right, so there are four major areas in the brain that were affected by the adjustment in the study. Now it's long been known that the, uh, the adjustments help cerebellum or the cerebellar uh, activity, which is locomotion, balance, uh, proprioception, which is the perception of, of your joints in space and sensory feedback to the brain. But we didn't know that these other areas were affected by chiropractic adjustments. So what is so significant about that? Well, without getting into what each area does, it turns out that in studies done on meditating monks, 
love that meditating monks uh what happened was these monks when they would meditate on pet scan the same four hour areas of the brain would light up and they would become active again it was a prefrontal cortex that's the executive um functioning uh part of the brain as we talked about that's basically gives you your personality your ability to reason think it's who you are and we look at this and say wow you know look at the similarities you know from the from the dawn of time in healing people have been putting hands on the body and healing hands and moving energy and so we're lighting up these the brain tissue with these technologies okay so again we're looking at chiropractic and when we make the adjustment each time we're increasing brain function we're increasing relaxation we're increasing um focus attention i've literally had patients with attention deficit syndrome add um adhd and uh i i i had this young man i used to treat with uh, add and we did a little test on this i had him write and read a a paragraph in a book and he wrote down a couple of sentences before the adjustment and you can imagine that he had a, he had a lot of difficulty uh reading and writing and uh you know the words after the adjustment he was able to read the paragraph and write legibly legibly and it blew my mind i mean basically we've seen studies in chiropractic with kids with add and adhd and i've had patients in my office uh, with the same who did remarkably well when they got just adjusted on a regular basis so you know it tells us again that when we adjust you you don't just get your spine adjusted you get your brain adjusted and we're not just making random changes in your brain we're making specific changes in the areas of the brain that affect your humanity so these are areas that make up make us uniquely human and allow us to experience consciousness so when we adjust you as a patient we're not just adjusting the mechanical aspect of your spine but we're adjusting the brain the cerebellum that controls things like locomotion and balance but we're actually experiencing and allowing the brain to experience life in ways that make us feel more like a human and that's a big wow Okay now. So the third and final study I wanted to talk about comes from the Chiropractic Journal in Australia. And we're talking about heart rate variability as I defined earlier. So the heart rate variability is the measurement of basically stress, uh your body's aging potential, your ability to regulate in the environment internally and externally. And the autonomic nervous system is part of the nervous system that regulates heart rate. sleep digestion stress and recovery heart rate variability is a test we use in the office 
that demonstrates the benefit of chiropractic care and your return to health. So it's a very significant test that we use. And if you're a patient of our office, you've all had one. If you're not a patient in our office and you've never had a heart rate variability test, I invite you to call us to get one. So it's, wise, it's also wisely, uh, widely used in medicine as a measure of health. Okay, so here we go with the heart rate variability. Know what they found in the study. This study was really uh, very, very cool. What they found in the study with chiropractic patients is that when chiropractic patients got regularly adjusted, they sustained improvements in their heart rate variability over a longer period of time. Yet typically they see the heart rate variability when they test over time is that the heart rate variability declines with age. And this is something uh, that medical doctors and researchers have noted using this technology. And they looked at exercise and meditation, meditation, uh, and they've, they've seen temporary changes. A measurement of heart rate variability, both the researchers found that in the study, is not only did they see changes, they saw improvements, not just a temporary change. And these improvements are even sustained between visits. So, and we see this in the office because we measure heart rate variability uh, for for our patients who are new in the office and a clinical correction um, over the three month period, three or four month period, once a month. And that's what we can see the measurement changing. And it's also an indication of how well your nervous system is operating via how much subluxation um, potential you are, are gaining or, or losing because of the nervous system being interfered with. So basically, you know, in chiropractic, we used to talk about um, a concept called holding the adjustment. And people think holding the adjustment is making sure that the bone doesn't slip out, but it's not about that at all. Nothing in chiropractic talks about the bone slipping in and out. That's an old uh, layperson's concept. What we're talking about is how well your nervous system has, has adapted. And remember, I used the term in the beginning uh, on this article, it's the plastic nervous system. The plastic nervous system means that the nervous system can change and adapt. It can, it can be impacted and change. And when we make adjustments over time, we're actually creating changes in the brain patterns. You can see this in posture. That's how posture changes. It doesn't change because the bone's in place. It changes because your nervous system, your brain is now plastically changing, creating new neural connections that create new motor balancing in your body. And it's like um, Da Vinci's um, uh, picture of the symmetrical man you know, he saw that in order for people to be healthy, healthy people were symmetrical. And how does that occur? It comes from the brain down, not from the muscles. It comes from the brain. And this is a fantastic concept in chiropractic that people like me in chiropractic want to drill to my patients because we don't put bones in place. We adjust the spine to reduce the interference, changes the brain function, changes spinal cord uh, function in terms of energy going through your body, changes muscle and organ function, and that puts you back into homeostasis or balance. So coming to the chiropractor, I hope gives you a greater meaning and just believing your neck and back pain is the treatment mode. Of course, we want to help you reduce the pain. That's any doctor wants to help you reduce the pain, 
but it's more than that. And why do people keep coming back to chiropractic? And why do patients keep coming back in our office to get their spines checked on a regular basis? Is because uh, whether they know this concept or not, innately, they know they feel better when they get adjusted because they feel better, their mood changes. They feel brighter, they can concentrate, they can function, they can play their sports, they're happier. We have patients all the time that get on the table and come off the table in it as a new person. They feel lighter, they feel inspired. So this is not just chiropractic, this is your body's physiology at work using the science of chiropractic, the art of chiropractic. You know, every chiropractor has an art just like every artist has their potential art, but chiropractic is an art. It's practiced as an art as well as a science and a philosophy. So it goes well beyond the treatment of back pain and neck pain, and it actually affects a person's humanity. A person's humanity. I'll give you a quick case history about that, and it's one of my significant um, cases, and this happened uh, many years ago. I had a patient in the office who is diagnosed as clinically depressed and schizophrenic. And she was brought in by a friend or uh, who was a patient of, of ours. And literally speaking, when she came to the office, um, I'll use a fake name, her name was Mary. And when Mary came to our office, she didn't have the notion she was in a catatonic state, didn't even know she was in my office. And when I did my exam, uh, you know, there was very little information I got from Mary, uh, but other than I was able to measure the nerve stress in her spine, I was able to document it, and I told her in very simple terms, I said uh, to Mary, and at that time her friend, uh, I said, well, Mary's going to need to come here three times a week, we're going to do this for six months. Three times a week, six months. And I said, let's get it going. And Mary would come in, we'd never talk. Um, she was put on the table. I would adjust two bones in her neck on the top of her spine, the atlas and the axis, the top two vertebra. And then Mary would get off the table and leave. Within six weeks, Mary said her first words to me. She said, hi, Dr. Proper. She was coming out of her stupor. Now she was on extremely strong medication, anti-psychotic um, medications. Well, make a long story short, within six months, Mary was, a, was off her medications. She was fully functioning. She got her job back. She was verbal. She was alive and human. Her humanity had come back. And if anyone's ever known anyone that's been uh, in a psychotic stupor or depressed, you know their humanity is gone. You know their humanity is not there. And I didn't make any guarantees with her. I just told her and I told her friend, I said, all I'm gonna do is, and this is where the principle of chiropractic comes in, understanding that this body has a life force potential. And if we can open up the channels often enough and long enough for that potential to get where it needs to go, then in that process, we can turn on the power in that body and change that brain. And sure enough, this principle worked. And the science I just shared with you 
it really kind of proves that point and it proves the principle. And here's, here's my parting thought for you. My parting thought is, let, let me ask you a question. When is the first time anyone on this planet should be getting their spine checked and adjusted? Well, if you really understand the fact that the brain develops, the brain can change, to me, it would be immediately after birth. And yes, the youngest patient I've ever had in the office was a few hours old after being born. The parents came from Norwalk Hospital right to my office and we adjusted that baby. Now, don't be silly. We don't make the same adjustment as we do on a, an adult with a little infant. But we can touch the spine in a certain place where the subluxation is and use a very, very light, light, light touch to affect a change in the nervous system. And as I said, if we touch the spine, what are we touching really? We're affecting the brain. So wouldn't it be a kind of a cool thing to have your children adjusted when they were born? Wouldn't it be a cool thing to have your children adjusted when they're growing? Wouldn't it be a cool thing to have your children adjusted, period? Especially if they're teenagers and driving you nuts. So that's the story of chiropractic in a nutshell. But I wanted to show, those, show you that if you think chiropractors are slip disc jockeys, if you think chiropractors are bone mashers and crackers and spinal crackers and whatever, Think again, because this profession deserves the respect it, it should be awarded. Because we save humanity. We save people from the depths of depression. We save people from the, the swallow and the downward spiral of a drug-induced life. We save people by turning on the power of their nervous system and turning on the innate potential within them to heal. So that's my chiropractic share with you today. And um, stay tuned. I wanna just give you um, a couple of my thoughts on the COVID-19 pandemic and things that I think you, you should know. So hang in there and I'll be right back. Okay, folks, well, that was my presentation for today. I hope you um, got something out of it. And I hope that you see that chiropractic is a lot more than uh, just working on your back pain and neck pain. Maybe uh, you've opened up your thinking to a little bit more broader viewpoint of chiropractic and understand what we're trying, what we're trying to achieve in our office and what chiropractors like myself are trying to achieve with their patients. And again, you know, for those of you who um, went to other chiropractors and had different experiences, you have to understand that uh, chiropractic is a science, art, and philosophy. They're science, 
art and philosophy. And at any one time, uh, one chiropractor can put emphasis on more of the science, some can put more on the philosophy. I like to mix them all and uh, I'd like to support the philosophy with the science. So in, in our heart, in, and I speak for Dr. Jen as well, we really truly understand the power of the body to heal, this innate intelligence and the expression of life in your body is is done by adjusting the spine and released by adjusting the spine. And obviously there's more to it, the story than that, but let's, that's a powerful start for many. Uh, it's a powerful um, uh, think for all of us because it's a science, art and philosophy that is proven over the last 125 years to produce health in patients of all conditions and we are very proud of the fact that uh, chiropractic has really taken um, healthcare to another level and challenged the um, monopoly that is the allopathic monopoly of crisis care intervention because healthcare is just what it says maintaining your health not treating your disease not suppressing your disease but we're on the end of this healthcare stick that says, good, let's keep you healthy, guys. Let's keep it moving. So with that said, I'm thanking you for listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, in the future, I'll be sending you additional podcasts. I hope you're sharing it with your friends, family members. Um, if you have any questions, I always like your feedback. And uh, we can discuss any of the aspects of chiropractic, immunity, COVID-19, uh, fears and apprehension you may have. And I'm going to be putting my own um, uh, little pieces together to editorialize my thinking on this whole pandemic, um, my viewpoint on it. But for now, um, I want you to stay sane and I want you to be happy and get adjusted. And I'll see you soon.